went into the wrong position, but somebody gets frustrated so quick. Keep talking. I went into the wrong profession. For but you don't have to repeat. Oh, but hey, but then once upon a midnight dreary while I sit here weak and weary as I ponder all many a quite incurious volume of forgotten law. While I sat there nearly napping, suddenly I heard a tapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. I distinctly remember it was in the bleak December, and these separate dying ember wrought his ghost upon four. Eagerly I wished the morrow, mainly we had sought to borrow from my books, sources of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, nameless hero forevermore. And the silken satin certainly rustling of Obby's purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic Errors never fell before, and until the still the beating of my heart, I stood retreating. Get thee hence unto the night's plutonium shore. That's all I know. Seagull fucking sound of the seagull. <laughs> They're terrible birds. Why do you guys have seagulls here? And we are, not we, even are, are close we gonna to the ocean. Well, like kind of like twenty minute walk here from the fucking ocean. Is it really? Well, from no, from the word sea, like. Okay, it's really a twenty minute walk. If you walk, not for you. <laughs> <laughs> for me, like. you can walk in twenty minutes easy. Mm. Are we gonna fucking kick this off? Or this what? is kicked off. This is. Are it. we not gonna introduce ourselves or anything? You're gonna have to edit you this can, shit. Yes. Okay. Well. Okay. So yeah, that's the answer. That yeah, <laughs> you can walk. Most normal people could walk. Normal. Well, when we say twenty minutes, half an hour. You have an hour walking straight. But you see, the thing is, the Liffey is a tributary. I think they call it. Well, it leads into the the trip. The the Liffey, which is only like. Two minutes walk from here mm -hmm. leads directly into the Irish Sea, mm. which, if you could, as the crow flies, kind of stuff. As the crow flies? Yeah, like in a straight line, not minding roads and laneways and oh, traffic okay. things. So, yeah, it would be around 20 minute walk and you'd be in the Irish Sea. Like. So the seagulls don't have to walk. Exactly, <laughs> so as, the, as the crow flies or as the seagull. Right. You're gonna have to edit me 90% of this out. Yeah. Okay, so how are you doing? Oh, you don't have to get on no. DJ John. <laughs> no, so how are you doing? Just today? a normal conversation. 
conversation. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. why I asked you about the seagulls. Someone's just started singing. I don't know. We'll kick on that. Why did you kick it off since you were I did. Well, the degrees we're already the seagulls on? and the... So that's why they're here. Yeah. What about ducks? I've never seen ducks. You don't ever see ducks. <laughs> ducks live in ponds, as far as I know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. Ducks don't go in rivers or anything. Seagulls eat either. Why? Because the food to seagulls. Really? Are well, they I'm sure ducks, seagulls eat ducks. Carnivores? Seagulls. Seagulls eat tires and. No way. You've seen, a, you've seen a seagull eat a tire. Oh, you heard about it. <laughs> From who? No, did you actually see a seagull? No, but they would. Because they eat a duck. And Aww. if they didn't, the pigeons would. <laughs> the pigeons would eat the duck. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> the two most little creatures in Dublin are seagulls and pigeons. That's seagulls the most are lethal creature in yeah. Dublin. Yeah. You used to think it was a hardcore over in Texas. Yeah, in Texas. Which are snakes. You got rattlesnakes and mosquitoes. Mosquito. That's probably the most lethal. Yeah. yeah, you put a rattlesnake there right in the grass. Mm-hmm. And you have three seagulls <laughs> flying around from Dublin, right? How long do you think that rattlesnake is going to last? I don't know. It'd be shared between the seagulls that are there. Let's talk about your little game that you introduced me to. Oh, my little game. Yeah, your little game. The most game with this. Of all sports, oh, um, is it? Happens to be the only sport we like. Snooker. <laughs> I take it you're referring to snooker. Yes. Because I've been, yeah, it's been on at least one screen consistently since it started on Saturday. The World Championship of Snooker. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's on two screens. Yeah. Because it's two tables. So explain and, um, to may, us. May I, may I qualify this by saying while we are sitting here talking, there's yes, a screen, there's a screen on two feet away from Higgins my face. versus. Oh no! Oh no! It's a kill cool name. <laughs> oh, who knew? Yeah, so it's it's played in the same place everywhere for the last I don't know decades. Anyway, in Sheffield, in a place called the Crucible, and it's very famous. Like the play. The Crucible. Is that a play? Yeah, oh, famous play. What who wrote it? Oh, someone. Well, it's not that famous. <laughs> <laughs> it is famous. Because okay. immediately you said the you said Crucible, and I thought of the play. But that, isn't that funny? Because that's a that's probably a geographic thing, or a, I don't know. Because when, especially in Ireland, you see screw, Crucible. Snooger is a thing that's most prominent. Sport that's most prominent and dominated and has been up until let's say up until about five years ago has been completely dominated by I'm putting quotation marks here with my fingers like the yeah. Great Britain, recently uh-huh. like England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. The British Oils, not Great Britain, the British Oils. Okay. And every now and then there's somebody who's good. Up until a few years ago there's somebody who was really good from somewhere else and there was a guy called Cliff Thorburn, he was a Canadian, and he actually won the World Championship. And then there was Tony Drago, he was a very prominent player, uh, but he was from Malta. But they were outliers, they, they were, they gave me, you have one or two, maybe, on the scene, in the top 32, in around. 
So Americans don't play snooker? No, I've never actually seen an American snooker player. Really? Professional in around the big competition. So why? Have you guys been like hiding this sport from us? No, it's just... Americans are very, have a different philosophy around the sport. It's weird. And the, the Americans kind of dominate, would dominate up there dominating this pool. Which is essentially a variation of snooker. You know, mm. the pool came way out of snooker. You know what I mean? But the snooker was there first. Pool is a much more accessible range of the sport. Like, I, I can get there, I could sit down and have a game of pool with anybody. No matter how good they were, and I'd have a good chance of winning. Because and, the table's smaller? Because the table's smaller and there's less balls and the rules <laughs> are, 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 are different, you know. But, but there's a, even how obviously the nerves would get to bear with me. If I was playing Ronnie O'Sullivan, you know what I mean? But if I was playing blind pool and I didn't know who was playing. Like if you were playing down the street at. Yeah. I could, I, th th there's nobody in the world that I wouldn't be able to beat in, one, in any one game. Do you know what I mean? So if you, if you sat down and played one game of pool, like, because physically I have done it, much, you know, you don't do it often, but I have done it where, okay, it's my break, I get down and just clear the table and the other person doesn't get a shot. So in, in those circumstances, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. You could be playing against Stephen Henry or Ronnie O'Sullivan or a drunk from <laughs> up the road in the pub. Who Which is usually you. Yeah, usually. <laughs> but like... Um, so it's much more accessible, whereas in a frame of snooker, there's no way I could get down and beat any snooker player, not even a good snooker player, anyone who could hit him. It's okay. Well, explain the game because people listening to this probably were like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, so how many? There are red balls. How many yeah, of those are? What they do is they put fifteen red balls in, in a triangle. And they have this uh -huh. little triangular wooden thing or uh -huh. plastic thing or whatever. And you have 15 red balls uh -huh. and you have six colored balls. Now, the, the, the value of each red ball is one, and the value of each colored ball goes from two, three, four, five, six, seven. The rules are you, you, when you break off, you have, to, you have to hit a red ball or put a red ball. So the blue, or sorry, the yellow is two, green is three, brown is four, blue is five, pink is six, and black is seven. So black is seven. So the ultimate best mathematically you can do on the table is to get a one, four, seven break. Mm. So that's me putting all the reds and a black with every one of them. <clears throat> so if you put all, if all the reds are gone and you, you put a color with the red, well then you have to start at the yellow and go yellow, green, brown, blue, pink, black. But yeah. So, uh, so every time you hit a red ball in the pocket, you have to hit a color, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't matter what color exactly, you hit, right? Exactly. And then so, <clears throat> but the key is, well, it's, it's just not key. It's just one of the things. If you put a red ball, the red ball stays down. That's it. It's done. It's off the table. Mm -hmm. So then you put a color. But when you put a colour after red, you get the points for the colour, but the, if you put it, the colour's taken out of the pocket and put back on its spot. The reds don't have any specific spots on the table that are all put there in a bunch at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And once you break off, which is the first shot, so whichever player hits it, God knows where the reds are going to end up. <laughs> 
So doesn't there isn't all spots for the red. You can't really spot red. So but the colours, each of them have their own specific spots. So when you pot a colour, it goes back on its own spot. Now I won't go into all the technicalities. You give to something on the spot, or if you can't get it on the spot, it goes on the next highest spot available. But that's neither here nor there. It very rarely happens. Like. So that's, that's the key. You pot a red, and you pot a... The thing about the, the competitions that's on at the moment, every single player in it is capable of potting any single shot that's available on the table that's potting you know, it was just all about potting balls like there'd be you know I, I, not, I won't say anyone could do it but I mean there'd be ten, tens of thousands no but there, you'd be able to get to a point where you could do it well, with, yeah. really quickly I can't but no, I say really quickly I'm talking three or four years do you think that I could play that being as short as I am well, that, and that's the thing, you're actually taller. There was a guy called Ken Doherty, and he's the pride of Ireland. He, he, I think he was, I have a feeling he was one of the, I could be wrong, I think he was the only person from Ireland, like the Republic of Ireland, to win the World Championship. And he is only about four, <laughs> he's only about four or four. No, no, no he's a bit, he's a bit, but he, he's probably four foot one or something like that. He, is he, he a leprechaun? No, but he, he, he's a really small boy. I actually knew somebody who grew up him. And well, he, he didn't did, grow up. Well, he, yeah, exactly, <laughs> he yeah. stayed. But yeah, he used to, when he was a kid even, he used to be, he was really talented from a very early age. And he used to play in a club called Jason's up in Renle in Dublin, up off the canal. And yeah, he used to be, he was a, yeah, he used to stand up on a milk crate. I don't know if you had done the things, yeah. the, the plastic crates. He used to have to stand up on the milk crate Aww. to get onto the table. But he was kicking the ass of all the the old boys who was in there. The old, you know, the snooker players used to drink on the boat. He was just beating everybody. So how would he play when he got older? Because some of those are really Yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's the thing. And it, it's actually a thing that doesn't, doesn't come into it. Believe it or not, like you say, it might give you an advantage, and it could possibly give you an advantage over time. But what happens is you have it if you can't reach a shot, which you, I'll, I'll take you for a game, and, and you see, and even I can't. There's certain shots I can't, I can't reach, and like if the shots I can't reach, I'm close enough to six foot five eleven or something. But I know people who are like six foot one, six foot two, and there's still shots on the table. That you can't, they have you, short arms? Yeah, you just you can't. <laughs> like, human, there's no human that can reach every shot on the table. It's impossible. And then you have the thing. But some people are left-handed. Some people are right-handed. This is true. What if you're? Uh, yeah. What do you call it? Two Ampe, hands. Ambidextrous. Well, that's some of the a lot, an awful lot of the players who are coming up and becoming really popular now are ambidextrous. Mm -hmm. and they're, but, but they're not actually naturally ambidextrous. Oh, they had to train themselves. They, they train and they took. Yes, when I say train themselves, it's just learning, teaching yourself how to play a shot with your, your left hand. And if there's a really really simple shot, on, even from playing pool, if there's a really simple shot on that you can't reach naturally if you're a right hander, and it's as I mean if it's hanging over the pocket, <coughs> you know, but you you can actually I'll take this with me left and it say it was hanging right on the pocket and if you hit the ball. It's going in. It's gonna sink. But it's you. You can still miss it if you try. To, but these guys are playing like for twelve hours a day and all that. But then you have someone like Ronnie O'Sullivan, and 
he's equally as good with his right hand and his left hand. And he was one of the first in my from what I've seen, I've seen a good bit of snooker. I've watched it since it's the only sport I've ever watched and enjoyed and felt I understood Aww. the rules and the complications and the difficulties that the players were facing. Not only physically, but I mean psychologically you can see it. <laughs> it, it it's actually it's one of the most deep sports like it's multifaceted. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with football, just get it in the net. Smart. Yeah. I don't like football. You know. I know you don't like football, but you don't gotta insult half the world. But yeah, it's uh, so. so and being, when you but, say so football, being, you mean soccer. Soccer. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> soccer. The British sport. Yeah. But the guys who are short, they tend to become better with the rest because I don't know if you've seen it when you're watching. There, exactly. There's one there on the on the TV screen now. If somebody can't reach a shot. There's a thing that it's, it's like a long stick with an X on the end of it made of brass <laughs> and they can rest their key on it. So it doesn't matter how short or tall you are. Mm. And that's legal? So, oh yeah, yeah, of course, because that's the referee handed handed oh. the rest, you know. But what is that stick called? It's called a rest. A rest? A rest, yeah. And then the, that one's called a rest, right? I'll explain the rest to you for us, right? If you, if you can't reach it, which is fair enough, the referee will hand you. And so the guys who are short tend to become better tradition with the rest you know it's because oh, yeah. you put it down and you hold the rest with your left hand and your cue across it with the right hand whereas the taller players would need to use the rest less yes mm -hmm. but the way the level of the sport has just gone up to ridiculous levels you know absolutely ridiculous levels I, I would say that there isn't one player in the world championship at the moment who isn't capable of winning it. And that wasn't always the case. There used to be four or five favourites. This down the other. How many people start off? 32. Fair as I don't know. Yeah, 30, yeah, 32. So then, every the first round matches are on now. And here's the, here's the thing. The number one in the world, Mark Selby, he was beaten in the first round. Another former world champion, Stuart Bingham, he was beaten in the first round. And another former world champion today, Noel Robertson, is Australian, which is one of the few people who's not from over this neck of the woods, who's the next world championship. And, he, and he, he's a brilliant player, and he's very well liked and respected. But he <laughs> he he was also beaten today. Oh, but those but guys aren't your favourites. No, no. Well, you always go for the underdog anyway. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, because I like to see a good match. I like to see somebody nipping at the heels of the favourite and overtaking them. My own favourite for this year's one is Ding. Ding Junhui. He's, he, he. But I was going to say. He's Chinese. Uh, he's Chinese, yeah. And the, within. I was only saying to my dad, just. I'd say within 10 years max, that sport will be dominated by Asia. You know, those, those guys there. I think Onu. Unu. We'll get on to his name in a minute. <laughs> but he's. No, I beg your pardon. Anyway, there was another guy from Thailand I seen playing earlier. But the Asian guys, and they're all very small. Like, oh, like, yeah. That's not a aspersion that I'm casting on. <laughs> no, quite this, a quarter this is of the true. World, like. This is true. But like, the looks like, of danger on me, he actually lives in Sheffield. And I say, I watched his two final matches in the World Championship last year and the year before. And he played against Mark Selby who is the current world number one and world champion and he lost them both but my <coughs> god Mark Selby had to work hard and I was convinced 
that Mark Selby, Mark Selby and Ding played in the semi-final last year. They played in the final the year before. And I think at the end of both matches, even Selby fans were rooting for Ding. <laughs> because he played with such spirit and his demeanour around the table and his humour and his personality is just... It's absolutely class. Like you, you can't help it. But and I'm sorry I didn't actually get some money onto him before this mm. start. Whether or not he won, it would have been nice to have. But he. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. I'm gonna edit all this up. What you just said, everything, every word. So, what I find hilarious... I said something about the Chinese or something, or the Asians. No, what I find hilarious is the audience. Because you have to be very quiet when you're there. Yeah, and they get yelled at all the time, right? Because they go in yeah, there and they're course. eating. I mean, you can imagine the concentration that it takes to play that game. I mean, I definitely... Do you know what I must do? We must do a follow-up to this podcast. Okay. Absolutely, because it'll only make sense then, and it'll be equally as good. We go and play a game of snooker. Okay. In snooker and you'll see the size of the table. And for me, <clears throat> somebody who's watched it since I was knee high to a grasshopper and played it a few times and played it a good lot of pill. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that strikes me any time I go down to a snooker table. Oh my god, this looks so much easier on television. Because you're looking up here from an angle and you're relaxed, you're sitting there having a glass of wine and a cigarette. And you say, Yeah, put it in, just cut it in there and run through there. But when you get down to the table, you realize you're lucky to be able to hit one ball with another ball because you can be really far away. I'm, really? I'm, ta- I'm talking talk. Now I'm really for- curious. Further away than a human being, like, than any human being ever was. <laughs> what? <laughs> What I mean is like the length of the Quantum table. Quantum physics yeah. here? What are you talking about? <laughs> so you could have the tallest human being that ever lived. Oh, okay. Andre you could lie down down there uh-huh. and there'd still be a room for Oh, I see human what you're saying. Okay, well. well that makes sense. Whatever you said before was just... I know, yeah. <laughs> insane. Yeah, so we should definitely do that. Do a follow-up. And, and I want to be a ref so I can tell people to shut the fuck up. Stop the eating their crisps. Like, I'd say 99%, at least 99%, because you very rarely hear them having to say that. Now, they say quiet, please. Aww, but that's, they're saying it all the time. Yeah, no, when they say quiet, please, that's natural, and even the players don't mind that. It's because that's. Because saying quiet, please is. Quiet, please. It, because the, 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 the fans are getting into the shot and into the match and game. But they're not just saying quiet please, they're saying don't eat, don't Oh, but that's, that, well no, but the quiet please is a regular thing. Okay. Because the quiet please is, is, yeah, they say that nearly every frame. Because, especially in a multi-table setting like the Crucible, all the way up to the quarter frames, there's two tables in the Crucible, only two. It's a very small theatre. Like I've seen interviews with people who were there for the first time. They said, God, we can't believe how small it is. It's like someone's house or something. You know? it's, <laughs> it's a, but in, once it gets to the semi-final stage, there's only once In the semi-final and the final, there's only one table there. If we put a snooker table in this living room, 
When we have enough room to play. No. <laughs> really? We wouldn't have enough room. We have enough room to play pills here. Oh. And I was considering for a while getting it all there. Mm-hmm. But it'd be literally the sitting room would have nothing in it except the pool table. <laughs> but You'd be was, okay with that. I'd be fine. I'd be, but guests come over. <laughs> Want to get in pool? Because <laughs> there's no seats. <laughs> there's no seats. You just you just have to play. Well, we could get a dart board at least. Yeah. See, I like darts. Yeah, but the the thing and the, most of the audience are very very hyper aware of how much because there's nobody going to the audience there's nobody going to sit there for potentially five hours mm. sometimes eight hours to watch a game and then you can't get out or a game of or you can, in between frames so if they're playing frames and after a frame in, in between frames you can get up and go to the toilet but when you obviously when you come back to the door if the frame is on you can't come back oh you have to wait yeah but like that's okay if you, if you're watching a match and the ba- match is the best in ninety eight frames and you have a ticket for the three sessions so they're potentially every one of those matches that's on even the first round is potentially ninety eight frames which is potentially three sessions so you you don't buy a ticket for the match you buy a ticket for each session you know what I mean so if you, if you buy a ticket for the for the three potentially three sessions you're gonna have them. No, you could, you could be wrong there, but I know it's definitely that way for the semi-final and final. You buy a ticket per session. But if you're that, you don't mind. You might not be there for every one of them. You might have to just go for and stretch your legs or something like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm really fascinated to know what cigarette. it's like to go and see a snooker match. Because the view, I think, I heard someone saying it before. That the view people at home have is the best view. Yeah. Because you can see, you have the boards, you have the boards you view there. You can see the cracks of their arse. Even in England, like England, Wales, Scotland, which are the three, like the hotbeds of, like if you were to take every si- every every single, every single world champion since the world championship began, I'd say like ninety five percent of them are gonna be from England. Wales or Scotland. And that that says a lot about the you know what I mean, the prominence and the dominance. And it's not that necessarily the people who pick up the trophies are from different countries. It's that the people who are getting to the quarterfinals and the semifinals are exponentially growing year on year on year. And do you know what I mean? The people from Asia are nipping at the heels of the white man. <laughs> Do you know essentially, you know, hmm. and interesting. That, yeah, yeah. It's but because there's so many people to throw at it. You know, you have so many, uh, one point three billion people in China alone. Is that how they're going to take over the world? Through snooker. Yeah, but hopefully, because that'd be hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody takes over the world, snooker would be the best way to do it. Like. Yeah. Because it's such a gentleman's. It's it is actually a gentleman's sport. Because yeah, they're so polite. They're so polite to each other and they don't speak to each other. There's, et- there's certain rules and etiquette around the game of snooker. And the players don't talk to each other. You know what I mean? They don't like, talk mm-hmm. because they're sitting like literally so, like where me and you are sitting now. They're literally oh. sitting side by side throughout the match. But somebody could have a good frame or a bad frame. But it's etiquette. You just don't turn and say anything. It's just, yeah, it's proper form. Like, 
But if, if a player, and sometimes the player is the only one to know, it, there's a thing called a push shot. Right? If you hit a shot and you're hitting it really slowly and you only want to move a little bit, you, you, know, you don't want to hit the ball to the other side of the table, you just want to nudge up against something else. And very often, I've seen it countless times, the player is the only one who knows because the player can feel the cue and the cue ball interacting. There's no way a judge could call it. And the player will turn around and says, oh, I pushed that. And fell. <coughs> so he loses four points and the huh. other player... He gives in. himself a fell. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, that's that's the thing. is It's it's one of the most, if not the most, that I've ever seen. I'm not into any other sports anyway, so I don't really <laughs> honestly to compare it with. Yeah, you wouldn't do that in basketball or football. Mm. They're always saying, you know... Yeah, football is the complete opposite. If a foul is called, they're always arguing against it, even if yeah. it's obvious. So, explain what snooker is. Like, the word means when you get a snooker or whatever. Yeah, the word snooker. Yeah. yeah. Like, what well, does that mean when you're playing? Well, when you get down to take your shot, when it's your turn... Mm-hmm. When you come to the table, you're obviously the rules are you have to hit a red. The objective is you have to put a red and get a colour and all that. But the, the the actual hard and fast rule is you must at least hit a red, or else you get shot. Yeah, you get shot. You get taken <laughs> out yeah. and handed to a team of hungry rottweilers. No, you have to you have to hit a red. Or else it's a fell. So one of the things, if somebody can't make a part, if they can't clear up, what they do is they try to place the weight in such a position that the other player can't hit red. Mm-hmm. And you might not always get that. And that's called a snooker. If somebody can't hit red or whatever quarter they're on, well, then they're snookered. <laughs> but the thing is, it doesn't always necessarily be to because the players are so good, they'll always be able to find a way to hit the red, come off a cushion or come off two cushions or three cushions or something. But you want to make sure that they can't make an actual shot, put themselves in a position. You know, it's 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 the most tactical game I've ever seen. Probably second to chess, chess, and that's the only other sport I know. Two sports I know, and then you want to win fat. Oh, you're not fat. Snooker and chess, you know, you're only going. You're juicy. I told you. But like, yeah, so if you get to you come to the table, it's your shot, and you can't directly hit a ball. The red, the red, or whatever. Your job is to fuck someone else's yeah. chance. So exactly, and sometimes people do that intentionally, and sometimes people hit, take a shot, and it just goes askew, and balls start flying <laughs> all over the place, and the unintentionally snooker the repair, or sometimes snooker themselves. <coughs> No, but but that happens quite often. High drama. That can especially when people are on colours or if you put a red, you could snooker yourself on all colours. You know what I mean? Because there's fifteen reds on the table. So you could try to get position, go through the reds, screw back from the reds or something. And yeah, you could leave yourself in a position where you can't hit any colours. Now, it's always no. easy, especially that's an easy one to get out because there's six colours on the table. Well, can you hit a red and if you can't hit another other colour, can you hit another red? No. 
If you hear red, oh, you didn't tell me no, that. Well, if, if <laughs> we haven't played, it's not from cheap. We haven't played because there's so many like little small things, you know, which are magic. So you can't hit two reds. Oh, you can, yeah. Oh, you can hit two no, reds. No, I mean, like, if you hit a red in the thing, yeah, you can't hit another red. Yeah, if you put a red, right, it's called pot, not hitting a red in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you put a red, yeah, well, then you have to hit a color next, but the thing is, you have to. Say what color you're gonna hit. You're not. It's called nominating. Oh. So if you're gonna say okay, yellow. Now you don't have to pot yellow, but you have to hit it. So you you hit red. Oh. You pot red. So you have look. You have to drag a media on that. Oblivion. So yeah. So you pot red, and you're gonna have six colors available. Providing you're not snooker. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna choose whichever one you, you want. To, you want to hit or pot more Okay. Pot. So like this guy's like, I'm gonna get the pink. Yeah, but he doesn't have to because all the oh, red. All okay, the, that was a bad yeah, example. Okay. okay. Because all the reds are gone, so then they have to go in. The when all the reds are gone, you can still nominate your first color. So every red is followed by a color of your choice. Okay? So every time you okay. put a red, there's going to be six colors on the table. And you can choose whichever one of them you want to try to hit or pot. When that's all happened, <laughs> when that's all happened, well, then you. Um, but then you have to put the colors in order, you know. You Most pot. of the time, the colors in order, the majority of the time, that doesn't matter. Because by the time someone gets to that stage, the game is usually over. Mm. You know what I mean? Unless it's very, very... Game tight. over. Game over. Well, the, yeah, not the match, no, the game. The game. Yeah, for, no, the frame, the frame. And they have to get to, they have to win 10, right? Whoever gets yeah, to 10 Yeah, but this is best of 19, yeah, so... Whoever's the first one to get a 10. And, and that's what people really like to see. No matter who wins. Whoa. That's what people really like to see. Is when you have a 9 all. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's a really tight finish. And a tight battle. Then that's what I really like to see. I mean, especially if you get a scrappy, a, scrappy, a scrappy game at the end. Scrappy game. A scrappy game. You know where there's a... 10 or 15 knocked in here and then somebody plays a safety shot and a safety shot is where you you put the white somewhere where they can't eat dirty or snooker or they can't put on or make a break and enjoy watching them not too often in a game you'd like one or two scrappy games in a frame oh look at that yeah well that's yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah look All at right. that well, that's not really good for radio is yeah it? no is it you have the green eyes though. Well, I'm showing you. Look at that. So how long is this snooker thing gonna go on? How how long do I have to? I mean, oh, like uh, overall, it's gonna go on for years. <laughs> no, I meant. I know what you meant. <laughs> no, it's the seventh of May is the last day. Oh yeah, we did because it has been known that it has gone on until two o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, because it's potential. I think that's as far as I know, it's the best of thirty-five frames. So you've forced to eighteen frames. So you've got thirty-five frames. Now a frame could feasibly, I don't know the average frame time, but some frame, some frames, some frames go on for an hour. So if it was at the long end of it, it could potentially go on until the following morning. I think. Dennis Taylor and Steve Davis, that was one of the most famous finals of all time because Steve Davis had won for like six years in a row or something. And Dennis Taylor 
as far as I know, he was the first Irish person to win it. He was from Northern Ireland. I'm not sure where in Northern Ireland. A couple of people, like Steve, Dennis Taylor and Alex Higgins, are both from Northern Ireland, and they won it. And then you had Ken Doherty, he's from the Republic of World. He won it. As far as I know, I could be wrong, but they all only won it once. I'm not, don't, don't quote me on that. Yeah. But they took it from, Steve Davis especially, he, 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 he ruled the roost. He was the best around for league. He won it six years in a row. And nobody could beat him. Nobody could come near to beat him. People hate him. You know, because even then, that always happens. When you have somebody who wins it and then wins it again the next year and wins it again the next year, a lot of people say, oh yeah, you know what I mean? It's a, strange, it's a strange kind of game. It's a strange kind of game for people from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so uh, much yes, for uh, <laughs> explaining that game that... I made it. I messed it up. But whoever. But whoever? Huh? But whatever. No, you said whoever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because there's so many things you go into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm bored of myself. I'm bored. Okay, let's do the fuck. We're all right. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna... Something. Pause that. Yes. Pause. Thank you. Just cut it out. Cut it out. Just cut it out.